friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Ready to geek out a little. <laughs> Absolutely. You uh, know, we, we did a pretty heavy show on Wednesday, and I feel like we've come down from that now. We're, we're gonna yeah, well, it's time for a little lighter fare, and... Uh, and I bet our audience is ready for it as well. So we'll yeah. geek out on Friday. So let's talk about mass murder, huh? Who's who's up for uh, <laughs> our, our our topic is killing all the aliens. And my question is: Is it possible that we never met any aliens because somebody killed them all, or might it be that one day we will kill them all? Now this is arguably not a geek out topic. This is arguably an actual world transform topic because we're talking about the future and we're talking about science. But it does tie into the Babaverse, and I'm treating this whole show as kind of science fiction. Okay, I, I, I think. I should. As, I, I think that that's a right right approach to this. Although we're drawing on an academic paper here, with the title "Aliens Are Real, But Humans Will Probably Kill Them All," new paper says, and the the quote is, and "Let me just read a little section of this paper. You can follow the link if you want to read the whole thing. What if Berezin wrote in a new paper posted on March 27th to the preprint journal Ericsv." Org, the first life that reaches interstellar travel capability necessarily eradicates all competition to fuel its own expansion. And he goes into it. It's, it's kind of a, I don't know, kind of quasi-Malthusian uh, view, right, that interstellar travel and, and having that kind of civilization is such a resource-intensive effort that you would just naturally walk all over anything else out there in the in the universe that you would almost have to that's kind of that's kind of his point so they're not malevolent aliens they're just indifferent right it's it's kind of like the paperclip robot that takes over the universe right it just it just wants to keep making paperclips these are the aliens who just want to get to the next planet and when they get there they find a lot of stuff they need and if there's somebody else there they don't care because because they need the stuff right that that kind of idea maybe they're out there right and we just haven't met them and we will meet them briefly before they wipe us out too, right? Maybe they've just been, th- this explains the Fermi paradox, right? Why have we never seen any aliens? Well, maybe they're all being wiped out by this other civilization that just hasn't gotten to us yet. By the way, I should mention the well, Fermi paradox, for those who don't know, is the question of where are all the aliens, right? Why haven't we encountered Right, aliens? Enrico Fermi, I think this was back during the 50s, posited that even traveling at less than the the speed of light, no, no warp drive needed. In a relatively short period of time, a self-replicating civilization could conquer a galaxy. Right. And so, where where are the aliens? Why why haven't why haven't they shown up? Why aren't they up? here? Why yeah? Yep. Why, why aren't they fighting wars? The two advanced, if there's two of them, fighting it out over this solar system, or why aren't we yep. already colonized by them? Exactly. And so there are various answers to them. Here's an interesting one: that they've been wiped out. But that would lead me to say, well, where where is the conquering? Uh, is it a complete Pyrrhic victory where uh, they both basically wiped themselves out in a giant war? Basically, have just left us here to wonder, well, you know, where's everybody? I don't think so. I, I, I think it's more likely, Phil, that, and, and there's some basis for this, that we are early to the party, that some of the first rocky planets that this universe uh, could create with, with the necessary elements, including you know, heavy metals and everything like that. It, it, we are in the first generation of stars. Our stars are in the first generation of stars that would have planets around it with all the necessary ingredients for life. And so we are early. 
we're early. We, we're the ancients in this galaxy, and we, we will be considered such in, in one day. So, yeah, there's probably there's probably some other civilizations, burgeoning civilizations elsewhere in the galaxy, but they're also wondering the same thing. Where's everybody? Well, somebody's got to be first. Going with that yeah. same idea, will we be the ones to wipe everybody out, right? I hope not. I hope not. Um, <laughs> well, you got to start with, oh, we'd not, we wouldn't do that, right? That's not no, I would, I would. Well, Okay, granted... You know, as humans, we've sort of done that before, right? Uh, <laughs> Not sort of, we did. We're, <laughs> we're the only human species alive on the planet. There used to be more, and now there's just us. Uh, that doesn't look right. great. And certainly, since we've been human, populations have gone in and done pretty terrible things to, to other populations that were very happy where they were, but kind of in, in our way. Part, part of human history, they're kind of hard, hard to get around that. But it could be the fact that we're... We think of ourselves as nice, right? We would never go out into the universe and, and take everybody down. But we're not that nice, right? If we look back at our own, at our own history. Maybe the fact that we're nice but we're not too nice could actually work out well for us. Maybe that could actually be an advantage for, for us and for everybody else in the galaxy. And this is where i, I got to go to the Bobaverse. Okay, we've talked about the books in the Bobaverse beginning with We Are Legion, We Are Bob. That was the first one, right? That's right. And, uh, and the second one, there are uh, three of them. It's a, it's a trilogy. And, a, and trilogy. man, a great uh, three set of books. A lot of fun. A lot but, of fun. Yeah. Ba- basically about human intelligence expanding out into the galaxy by way of uploaded, replicated dude named Bob, right, who is making more and more copies <laughs> of himself and spreading human civilization out into the galaxy. In the third Bob book, is uh, Bob is a series of von Neumann probes. Yes. Uh, yes. He is the proper term, right? Von Neumann had this idea that that's the way you conquer a galaxy is that, you know, you send out machines that can self-replicate when they get to a new solar system or whatever, and then they send out dozens of machines in, in, in a dozen directions to get to different stars and do it all over again. And you exactly. exponentially will you exponentially conquer the galaxy that way. Yeah. So. Intelligence that finds the resources and replicates itself. And you can... Right. One of the things I'm hoping for, actually, for the Babaverse series beyond the first trilogy is that we'll go much farther into time at some point, maybe with the next trilogy or maybe somewhere down the road and see what, what happens after the Bobs have been copying themselves and spreading out for 10,000 years or 100,000 years or something like that. It'd be really interesting, especially because of what they might encounter out there in the galaxy. Well, in the third book, which is not that far into the future. What are they, about 300 years in the future? At this? Not even that far, right? A couple hundred years. Yeah, and, yeah something like that. The book is called All These Worlds, The Bobs and Humans and Other Aliens that we learn are out there encounter this, uh, they're basically, they're like insects, this, this species, and they just do exactly what we were talking about before. They just lay waste other civilizations, right? They move into a s- system and they eat <laughs> everything that's there. They, they scrape up all the metals, just all the resources, they just take them away and they just wipe out anything that's there and the way the story is told okay it's set up i i think very much to make you okay with what we have to do about these things right because they're just awful <laughs> right they're nasty yeah. they're mean they have no redeeming qualities you know even when they manage to communicate with them they give these very haughty answers back and and they're just they're awful right they're they're, they're gross disgusting but even then and this is a spoiler for all these worlds so stop listening here if you don't want to hear what happens the solution the Bobs come up with didn't make me 100% comfortable, right? Because their solution was we right. just got to wipe them out, right? They, they just 
<laughs> they can't be in the galaxy if we're going to be in the galaxy. But it's kind of that same idea that we're, we're talking about here, right? If, if you encounter a species that has no redeeming qualities and all they're going to do is wipe everybody out, maybe it's better that you have somebody who can stop them, which is what the humans do in that story, than let them have their way. And maybe that's one right. reason we haven't encountered aliens is because there's somebody out there stopping the conquering aliens from getting to us. It's interesting in both the Bob books and Ender's Game mm. that, uh, that the aliens that we meet up with have a hive mind. The, the, the ba- these bad aliens, they have a hive mind, and so they don't value the individual the same way. Right. It's like we are a collective. If we wipe you out, you know, 90%, but leave, leave you at 10%, all we've done is shrunk your hive a little bit, right? We haven't. Right. They don't have the same value for an individual. And, and it's interesting, in the book Ender's Game, of course, humanity is triumphant at the end, but Ender himself is crushed by what he had to do. And he actually communicates with, with a remaining queen, and she is crushed when she realizes that every individual is like their entire society. Right. She didn't, under- right. She didn't understand. These are spoilers for Ender's Game, by the way. My apologies. I should have. I tell you what, at the beginning of this episode, put a big old spoiler alert for we'll it. We'll say there's spoilers for, you know, the Bobaverse and Ender's Game. Both highly recommended, by the way. Good reading. And she is crushed by that knowledge that literally every human, human being that I've killed in this war is, is the equivalent of my hive. An entity unto themselves, just like a hive. That, right. That my hive that just got wiped out. You get a little flavor of that in Bob, but uh, they don't dwell on it quite so much. I don't think anybody uh, in, in the Bob is losing any sleep over the fact that they wiped out these insect nah, things. There's no equivalent to Ender who's, who, feels, who feels terrible about what he did. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not a one. Yeah, there's a, there's, yeah. A, there's a bit of a difference there. But they were kind of two-dimensional, the, the bad guys there. I mean, there, there was, just, there was yeah. no reason for them to exist. For example, they wiped out these really nice horsey creatures, right, that we like a lot, right? They're these kind of really independent-minded, and they sound cool, horse creatures, right? And, uh, and the Bobs managed to get a few of them off the planet before the bugs get there and, and, and wipe them all out. So it's hard to empathize with something that has no empathy for anyone, right, that, that is just yeah. this destructive force that's working its way across the galaxy. Uh, one thing I admired about them is they were basically building a Dyson swarm. I guess yeah. that's the one. They were, you know, they, they had this great technical achievement, right? But in order to do that, they were harvesting what they needed from all these other solar systems around it, and with zero regard for civilizations they were wiping out, and in fact, eating those civilizations literally. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't much care for them either. So if they're out there. Right. If they're yeah, out if there, those guys are we want there, to be yeah. at least tough enough to stop them. Right. And like the Bobs, we want to be tough enough to stop them from hitting us and from hitting anybody else. I don't know that we want to completely destroy them. Ultimately, we'd want to be far enough in advance of them. The Bobs aren't really that far along. Pretty plausible, kind of near future technology they're using. It, it, some of it, like their real time, faster than light communication, obviously, is very science fiction. But but a lot of it has been fairly well tied to what exists or what we extrapolate will exist in the fairly near future. So I, I kind of like that aspect of the Bobs. But as, assuming eventually we get to much, much more advanced technology, maybe we'd be more like Arthur C. Clarke, right, <laughs> one, of, one of his groups of advanced aliens. You know, what would we do with something like that? We'd isolate them 
from the rest of the universe until we're sure they're ready to play nice, right? So you take those bugs and it's just like, sorry, you don't get to go anywhere until we hear from you that you're not going to do this anymore, right? Until, until we're sure that you can get along with other species out here in the galaxy. That would be the more humane solution to the problem. And if you think about it, if there's an alien out there doing that, that might be the ultimate explanation for the Fermi paradox, right? They've looked at us and they've said, not yet. We're not, <laughs> we're not talking to them yet. You're, you're under observation and we'll let you know when you graduate. Yeah, they, so. we've still got some hurdles to overcome before they're going to reach out to us and say, yep, okay, you're ready. You can join the Galaxy Club now, right? If they're out there. And that makes me kind of hopeful, right? If, if we're not the first, per your point earlier, if we are the first, then we should probably assume that role or try to, that should be a goal for us is to play some kind of function like that in the galaxy where we keep the insects from, from doing their thing. But if we're not that, if that exists, then our goal is to hopefully pass that test one day, right? Absolutely. And the story contact, that was the whole point. Hopefully, you know, one day you're, you're able to, to join that club. Baby steps. Baby steps, that's right. Yeah. Baby steps. Absolutely. So Please. if you're listening to Aliens, we're working on it, okay? That's yeah, well, Give us some time. Baby steps. That's, that's the direction we want to take. I, uh, Wednesday, we assume the president's listening. Tonight, we assume that the aliens are listening. I, I, I don't know, Stephen. I think we've got a pretty good idea who our audience is on this show. <laughs> that's right. And no problem with ego at all. Uh, <laughs> None whatsoever. We, we know who we likes right. us. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. It's been a fun week, an interesting week. Next week, we've got some interesting things in development. Watch this space. There will be shows on, but they're going to be a little different from what we typically do, and that's all I've got to say. So, Stephen, have a great time on your vacation, and we look forward to being with you the following week. Thank you all for being with us, and until next time, live to see it. (laughs) 